the laws of attraction have compelled you to listen to this episode. Welcome to episode 51 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, The Secret, Dare to Dream. a contender for one of the best titles of any film that we've done. <laughs> it's, it has dare to dream after the colon. Yeah, it has a colon. Dare to dream. They dare to dream. dared to dream to do that. They dared to dream to do it with Bray Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly is. I mean, like, until we have a movie that ends with colon hot to trot, I think this is... <laughs> The number one title that if, we've ever done. If a movie comes out with Colin Hot to Trot that I didn't make, I, I'm leaving the biz. Are we aware what the secret actually is about? Do you, do you guys are you guys familiar with the law of attraction? Um, I um, am now. Somewhat. Right. Uh, through always like one person removed. I've never gone directly to the text myself. I haven't studied, mm. but I've I've heard about it plenty through uh, friends and the culture. I learned about it recently through the dialogue of Bray Johnson. <laughs> Bray, um, we, we we did we we discussed Bray ever so briefly <laughs> yesterday, uh, and I um, posited that Bray was likely short for Brayden. Unconfirmed. I feel that Sam wants it to not be short for anything, and I'm sort of with her on that. I mean, it's not in the credits or by use, but I can't say what his God-given name is from his parents. What do you know God-given in your heart? Parent. I'm in my heart. It's just Bray. Mm. All right. That's what yeah. we'll do then. Bray. <laughs> Bray Johnson. <laughs> okay. So, so the, yeah, so the secret. It was a cultural phenomenon. Like... A crazy phenomenon. Yeah. I think, well, I remember one thing that really helped it was it got the Oprah in bump. Got the Oprah bump. Hmm. Key. Key. Um, so the, the Secret was released as a film in March 2006 and later the same year as a book. The book is influenced by Wallace Waddle's 1910 book, The Science of Getting Rich, which Byrne, the author, Rhonda Byrne, received from her daughter during a time of personal trauma in 2004. <laughs> what I did notice, and we, we'll discuss in more detail, but it did seem very materialistic. Like, what you were secreting was very wealth-oriented. Yeah, give me... Well, I'm going to think about having shit, and then I'm going to get shit, yeah. I think, is how it works. It, yeah, it well, did not feel like it was a spiritual, like, I want to feel happy... And I'm going to secret that. It was very, like, object, like, t- Dare to tactile. dream about material possessions. Yeah. I mean, I, could I be think wrong. that's so that's... human. That's so human, though. I think, you know. That's so human. You, yesterday, practiced the secret. And what did you wish for? A Netflix show. I did. You know what I mean? I did do that. And I would do the same. And maybe that's... I would argue that the Netflix show is not materialistic. 
because it gives to others the gift of entertainment. <laughs> this yep. spoilage is like basically the instruction manual on how to secret. Uh, for me, it's a refresher because, again, I've read the book. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. I read it. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but are you saying Please. that you... You might dream, but at the very least, you're going to dare to dream? I think I can trust myself to do that without, <laughs> you know, getting in over my head. Yeah, and I'm not asking you to dream. I'm not putting that on you. I'm just saying dare to dream. Just dare to dream. Has Jerry O'Connell been on the cast before? I, I believe this is his first rodeo with us. I feel like we've talked about him and not all that long ago, but maybe it was off mic. Oh, maybe we've talked about him, but I don't believe he's been in any of the films we've yeah. covered. We, well, that we was the question I asked. We talk about Jerry O'Connell a lot. No, yeah. That is true. <laughs> Have we also talked, because I asked Sam yesterday also about sliders, but um, yeah, I, I feel I like, like we've talked about sliders. Out. Yeah. Like, and not that long ago. Agreed. Anyway, sliders. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, and I think it's the first time for. Uh, for Katie Holmes as well? Is this a first appearance for Joey? She's not in a lot of films. No, she isn't. That's uh, duly observed. Oh, she was uncredited in Ocean's 8. My for, my apologies, Katie oh. Holmes. Oh, yeah, uh, as herself. That's right. And how are we all feeling about Katie Holmes these days? Rooting for her, 100%. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> totally. I feel... Always liked her. Yeah, I've always had a soft spot for her. Um, never my number one of the Dawson family. Never even close, but I root for all of them. I root for everyone that was born from the WB slash CW. Yeah. When the, I, I think each one of the four lead Dawsons were my favorite at different times. Right off the bat, it was Katie Holmes because I just thought she was so attractive. I was like, this woman is a superstar. And she was the uh, cooler one at the time. Totally. She did seem like a superstar immediately. She she seemed like when she when you saw her on that show, it seemed like she was the star. And like, I don't know, they managed to make her seem like that somehow. Agreed. And then quickly, I liked uh, Michelle Williams the most because mm-hmm. you were like, oh, man, this woman's so good at acting. And her storyline yep. was the best. Mm-hmm. And then... Pacey, because then Pacey gets <laughs> rad and he starts sleeping with teachers and all sorts of other people. And yeah, he goes buck nasty. He goes buck nasty. <laughs> and it was funny because it was the guy from Mighty Ducks. And then he was my favorite. And then late seasons, Dawson 100%, obviously, Vanderbeek <laughs> for the final like three or four years of the show when he like works and, and he's making movies and stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> It, it does. It, it definitely gets better for him. He starts out intolerable. Oh yeah. Like, like he's like, let's watch Chinatown in my bedroom. <laughs> like, fuck off. I went through a different journey. Yeah. Um, very different journey. But I think if I had to say who was proportionately my favorite the most often, it would be Pacey. Yeah, I knew you were just gonna say that. Yeah. But I was not down for the teacher banging. I frowned on it. That Pacey, was quite pasty. I know. Pacey, for me, elevated when he started dating Andy. Yep. Frosted mm-hmm. Tips. Loved it. Andy. Yep. Yep. I remember that. <laughs> Frosted Tips. 
was a big plot point. <laughs> Frosted was tips. Was Vanderbeek ever your favorite? By the end, right? You came around. By the end. Yeah, by yeah. the end. Circling back to Katie Holmes, the other thing that bothers me forever is it just really annoys me that she's not in The Dark Knight. Not that I don't like uh, Hall, but I just hate that the switches. Irks me. Yeah. But isn't she um, universally reviled for her role in Begins? Really? She's fine. It's. I thought she was just fine. And she... I don't have a stake in the game. Looked great, and she seemed like a kind of a, a aspirational lawyer type. I don't know. I bought it. <laughs> I need to watch it again. I don't have any impression of it anymore, really. And I just think if it had been her in the sixth, second one, you just build up the like relationship to the actor and to the character, and then her death would have had been more powerful. That's true. Maggie Gyllenhaal's a better actor, though. And I don't. Sam would know that Maggie Gyllenhaal is a better actor, and if Maggie Gyllenhaal had been number one, that would also solve. That would actually probably be the best thing. Yeah. That would be. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, be Katie. Best. Sorry. We still Katie. like you and everything, but. Get to stuff. Ma- and you might know the goss on it. Is it? Aren't the rumors that she didn't do Dark Knight? Because isn't Tom? Doesn't he get blamed for this? He has been blamed, and he had her canceled. No, he, he just approve- demanded she not do it as her life partner at the time. I, that is the rumor, and I, I refuse to dignify it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. I just can't possibly believe that's true. Tom is always about the work, first and foremost. Well, for himself. You know what? No, I can't believe it. It's not, I, won't, I won't even hear it. <laughs> Same. Yeah, he wants he wants the product to be made, the quality product. He does. He does. He doesn't actually care about anything else, I don't think. No. He just wants to make great movies and for there to be great movies for the people to see. Let me and ask to dream. you about and that. And to dare to dream. Do you think, I agree that he cares foremost about the work, no question, but do you think he cares for his personal satisfaction, like it, it's rewarding to him, or do you think the reward is that it gets disseminated? Yes. Yes to both. Yes to both, because I think you can say yes to both, but more the latter. More the latter. So if he did a really amazing movie that had very limited viewership, you think you'd be less satisfied? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. He, yes. He needs to bring the greatness to the people. What's greatness <laughs> without someone to work on? I mean, that's how I feel. But And I, I would agree, I think. I was just wondering, he, like, has he gone past that? Because he's entertained everyone. Can he get personal satisfaction just from the work standing alone? But I think you're right. I think he can't. I think he can't. I think numbers matter to him. And the more people that see the work, that's the more people that can have the joy. And I think he that's definitely part of it for him, is, is entertaining millions, if not billions. <laughs> Do you remember this? Um, campaign that he did like a year or two ago to like get everyone to change their TV settings to turn off motion smoothing. He like yes. made a video and yes. posted everywhere on Twitter yes. and all that. Yes. And he was right. He was and absolutely he was right. right. He was right. But that shows that he cares about the consumption part. That's true. Good point. Tom is the universal language. Yes. Yes. We should probably 
get back to the secret at some point. <laughs> and, but we've gotten to Tom now, and as happens when we get on to Tom, we have trouble getting off of Tom. <laughs> okay, you're right, but I think I know today, we were talking about Katie Holmes, but still. I think Bray can get us off Tom, <laughs> at least for the next you know hour and a half. We can probably focus on Bray. It just makes Go me from laugh. A, the realist of characters to a fictional character named Bray. It just makes me laugh. What a name. What a legend. So, uh, who is Bray? Where was he? <laughs> Wait, born? hold on. Let's we, start here. Where we've all never born? heard that as a name before, right? That's not a name that I've ever heard. Never. No. How and it was it's like and when you hear it, it's just it feels like it was just there all the time, you know? <laughs> it's a word it comes up in crosswords a lot. And uh the it's donkey sound, the sound a mean. donkey makes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, that's how he, that's what he was, that's his namesake. It's how he, how his power expresses itself. <laughs> but dictionaries around the world, uh, starting with the OED, are going to have to be updated going forward. Bray will be definition one, verb, the sound a donkey makes. Definition two, noun, uh, profit figure in the secret, colon, dare to dream. Bray forever has two meanings now. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag Bray forever. Uh, it's just funny. That's, that's all I have to say. <laughs> we start off not with Bray, but with some text on the screen, um, which lets us know that there are two ways of looking at life. One is that everything is a miracle, and the other is that nothing is a miracle. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. Holy oh my shit. God. <laughs> Can we just end the podcast there? Oh. I was shocked. Did did this okay, Sam, I don't know how to put this other than um does this seem like a movie that would have gone straight to video like 18 years ago? Oh yeah. Yeah? Okay. Even with Kate even with the like production value and Katie Holmes and all that? Yes. It looked decently put together, but, I mean, you heard what I just said. It was crazy. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> okay, so we you said it agreed. was Hallmarky, but that is not Hallmarky. No, it's like, it's, a t- it's, it's beyond. One step so beyond. Far, it's early. I know it's early, but so far, this movie has the best title of any movie we've ever done and the best start of any movie we've ever done. <laughs> Can you imagine if a Star Wars crawl was that strong? Oh, my God. Just shortened to the point. Oh, my God. If Rise of Skywalker had started with that, oh, I know on which point I stand. And this is a fucking miracle right now. I mean, I was on the latter, and now I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm on the former, I think. Yeah. See how you feel by the end. Probably in between. <laughs> yeah, you think you're going to come down from this high? Mm, yes, I do. I try to envision otherwise. I'm trying to manifest it, but I don't. I don't know if I'm strong enough. And it's going to be tough for a movie to live up to the, these heights. Yeah. Well, one can dare to dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so what happens after the, that text? So after that text, then we get audio voiceover uh through the news letting us know that there's a hurricane coming into town which uh we later determine is new orleans so big hurricane on the precipice of landing in town we meet katie holmes i don't know her character's name so actually i do it's miranda but i'm gonna go with katie 
Yep. She mm-hmm. is trawling seafood or like dealing with seafood merchants at the shore. Wasn't wait. <laughs> You're so repulsed you can't even talk about it. <laughs> she's she's something with the sea. <laughs> she's trawling seafood. Well, she's on the dock. She's not fish. I couldn't tell at first what it was, but she was like discussing crab in an exchange with like, like a crabber. And <laughs> she's wearing a hat and like overall, I don't know what was happening. She's wearing a hat. Oh my god, that's so. She wearing one of those uh, those hats that's folded up at the front, you know, like a like a like a it's wet like, like a yellow rain slicker hat. Oh, almost. But so I didn't know what her Hip role waiters. was. Like, is she seafood? So I'll just cut to the chase. She. <laughs> you, you keep saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> she you works. Do you do she works You're a fisherman? For yeah, I fish for seafood. <laughs> <laughs> it's various foods that come from the sea. You see. I trawl seafood. I envision them in my mind. <laughs> and they come to my trawl. <sighs> What'd you catch today? Ah, oh, some seafood. <laughs> various. <laughs> a variety of seafood. Yeah, seafood, comma, Sam- M-I-S-C. Yeah. Sam doesn't want to think about fish beyond what they're described as in a restaurant. Anything... Anything beyond that, she's like, I'm out. The farthest she can go is um, a, is a bucket of shrimp. Yeah, I'll put that so down. So if you said, yeah, okay, okay. So 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 she's in the she's in the seafood trade. So I learned <laughs> she lives in New Orleans. Does she have a New Orleans accent? No, I learned soon after okay. that she works at a seafood restaurant, and so she was okay. buying. She was getting. Uh, she was sourcing for that. Oh, is awesome. She, is she back of house then? She's a cook of some kind? No, chef? like management. Hmm, okay. Not the Management, chef. but she goes down to the docks and gets the deals done and yeah. gets that fresh seafood from <laughs> the morning some trawl. Flyers, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do we need for today's menu? Just give me like six kilos of seafood. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's fresh, not that old seafood that they sold you yesterday. <laughs> How do you tell if seafood's fresh? I don't know, like banging on a rock? (laughs) Stomach. Okay. So she goes to the said restaurant and is reminded of a dentist appointment by one of her staff. Uh, That tells us that she's very frazzled and like can't keep track of her own life. Uh, Mm. Then she goes into the back office. Jerry O'Connell is there. I couldn't at first determine their relationship because it was uh, the vibe was very mixed but I'll jump ahead. He's both boyfriend and boss. So he owns the restaurant and now they're dating. Um, And he was like, that's my girl. When she says she got a deal on crab. Okay. And is it a new relationship? Do we get a sense of how long they've been together? We don't get a sense yet. uh, And I can tell you later the answer. Okay. We'll sit on that. I'll I'll dream on it. (laughs) Can you dream on it? Um, Can you give me... So, so, so Holmes is a frazzle, frazzled kind of, uh, I don't know, like power, power restaurant runner, no, not power manager restaurant, person. Like, like just barely skating by. She gets a call from the bank saying that, or she calls the bank saying that there was like an incorrect overdraft and she needs it refunded. So barely making ends meet, frazzled. Oh, I see. Okay, she's not like a food scene. No. Big, big wig no. with her with her seafood and whatnot. No, definitely not. Does the restaurant have a name? 
Uh, it has whatever Jerry O'Connell's last name is. Name I forget. Like McGillicuddy's. I hope it's McGillicuddy's. He doesn't doesn't have a last name on IMDb. He's just called Tucker. He has one now, and it's McGillicuddy. (laughs) Tucker McGillicuddy's. Do they have to wear flair on their uniform? Yeah, minimum eight pieces. (laughs) Minimum eight pieces. So he says, I booked dinner at a different restaurant. She says, oh, you forgot, hon, or whatever she calls him. It's school night. Didn't know what that meant yet. We will soon. And... Then she says, you should definitely board up the restaurant for the hurricane. And he takes it under advisement. Meanwhile, wait for it. It's Bray time. Yeah, it is. They've, they've held him back too long. <laughs> so yeah, like a we're good two minutes three in. Minutes. He hasn't yeah. made an appearance yet. <laughs> so he arrives at a hotel. He is very smiley and positive and optimistic and happy to be there. He's just driven down from Nashville, which is his home city. Oh, beautiful city. Yep. And he says, is there room with a view? And the desk clerk, who does play a small part in this film, I don't know her name. I'm going to call her Nancy. She (laughs) says, I'm sorry there isn't. All those rooms have been taken. And he says, no problem. But then a housekeeper comes by and says, oh, room number one just checked out early, so it's now available. And Nancy says, wow, what do you think of that? That's got the best view in the whole hotel. He knew it was going to happen. He secreted that shit hard. Do you think just from the time, like, he only had, like, maybe 30 seconds to secret it? Yeah, right? You know? Maybe he'd been secreting it the whole ride. Yeah. The whole ride. Maybe he was like, they're going to, no matter what happens, I'm going to get the best room in the whole place. <laughs> room to view. And they went from no room for you to best room for you. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure we acknowledge these things. Because, I, I you know, acknowledge it. Look what yeah. he's done already. He's been on the screen for like four seconds. <laughs> I'm really excited about Bray. <laughs> I'm really um, excited about Maybe Bray. we should just acknowledge that, like... To the, to the listeners that like the only reason we're talking about Bray like this is because it was mentioned in the planning of this episode that there was a character called Bray Johnson that's what and... got us to decide to do this movie yeah. we were like, what yes. movie should we do yeah. yeah let's just be crystal clear on that yeah. Bray it's about a character the fact that there is a character called Bray yeah. do you need more and he's played by Josh Lucas who I don't really know all that much about He's a handsome. He's like a McConaughey-esque handsome blonde yeah. southern man. That's fine. I recall him being introduced uh, into my world, into my life, through that one with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yes, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Which was uh, not bad. He was winning in it. It was Very fine. winning. Very winning. He was very winning. I love a great love triangle movie. And that one, I remember the, the premise... Uh, the trailer was good because I was like, I really don't know which one she's going to choose. <laughs> I agree. Because it was McDreamy versus Bray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, it's true. Yeah. He speaks the truth. All right. So how is Bray's view? I mean, it's obviously the best in the hotel. We don't even really see him in the room. Go figure. Um, <laughs> he has much more important business at hand, which takes him to Katie Holmes's house. She is not at home. He's wielding an important-looking manila envelope. He meets her son, Greg, who's home from school. This is when we learn that Katie Holmes is a mother, and that's what she was talking about when she said it's a school night to Jerry. Makes sense. Makes sense. 
Greg okay, is home yeah. sick from school. He's fishing and doing some like invention y type of stuff with like gadgets. He's fishing on the on the water on the property. They like yeah. live on a river or something. Yeah. He's sick at like home. On, on fishing. the bayou. I think he's fake sick. Oh yeah, mm. on the bayou. Yep. New Orleans. Bayou. <laughs> and uh, Bray asks about what he's working on. Bray and we learn that Greg's dad, Katie Holmes' husband, now late husband, we'll learn more about that later, uh, was inventive himself, and that's where mm. Greg caught the bug. He asks what the envelope Beautiful. is, and Bray says, I need to give it to your mother in person. I'll find her another time. And Greg says, no problem. I'm not supposed to talk to strangers, so when you see her, can you not tell her that we met? Bray agrees. <laughs> How was Bray's way with the young man? Did he, did, he uh, did he just like seem really comfortable from the first moment and like the vibe was like totally on the up and up and everything? Um, like he was trusted. I'm going to jump ahead. I thought for at least 15 to 20 minutes that Bray was a ghost. Yeah, I was yeah, I was already <laughs> going to say that. I thought he was an angel. Yeah, either yeah, an angel, either the fa- the dead father reborn or an mm-hmm. angel on the father's behalf. That's where my yes. mind had gone. Turns out, not the case. I appreciate you dispelling us of that notion right away. <laughs> I think I... Your, 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 your spoiler there also answers the question, even though it doesn't really answer the question. Well, I'll tell you the explicit moment when I determined whether he was ghost or not ghost. Oh. It... Did, what, did it involve like, him handing the vanilla envelope to the kid or something? No. Because ghosts can't touch <laughs> <No>. <laughs> things? Did it involve lovemaking? There's no lovemaking in this film. That is unfortunate. At least not yeah. on screen. I know. They, I just, didn't, I just, they didn't dare to dream about boning down. I, I didn't want you to be excited for it, so I wanted to just clear that up now. I appreciate you. it. You really went to the, you know, to the facts there. Didn't butter us up at all. No. This is, yeah, this is very wholesome. I thought there'd be lovemaking. No, very wholesome. But not religious. Okay, uh, okay so Katie's at the dentist. She's going to need a root canal, and it'll cost out of pocket a few thousand bucks and like i said she's got financial problems with the bank the dentist admin implies that she could ask jerry who i guess is known as a wealthy gadabout town wait hold on did you say the moment when you realized that he's not a ghost hasn't happened yet we're not there yet no oh okay i thought you were going to tell us okay sorry i got too excited Anytime you go away from Bray, we just ask about Bray. Anytime you go from Bray. What's Bray doing right now? That rhymes dentist. with the original. That worked out really well. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Katie says, no, I would never ask that of him. Uh, and she leaves knowing that she's going to have to have this procedure and it's going to cost. She's in the car. Her mother-in-law, Bobby, calls Uh, and asks how the house is up and running for the hurricane season and says she shouldn't be living in such a damaged house and she should put it on the market and it's dangerous for her and the kids to be there and so on and so on. Katie takes it with a, you know, she takes it well. They seem to have a pretty good relationship, but you can tell that she's not down with what Bobby is saying. Okay. She she doesn't um... lash out. Okay, Bobby, played by Celia Weston. Yeah. Legendary, legendary actor in a million things. Yeah. I've always liked her. Um, my question is, does the, is the house truly ruined, or is this more of an opinion that Bobby has, or is it 
Or is it? Is like there something noticeably in Katrina or something? Uh, or is it low lying or? It's yeah, it's low lying, and we'll see soon that it has leaks, and it, it's in bad shape. It is ramshackle. Okay. That okay. is a major plot point involving okay. Bray. So Bobby's not wrong here. There's some legit. Very not wrong. Okay, but on the other hand, Katie probably knows it, but has trouble actually getting anything done about it. Yeah, and it was her marital home with her dead husband, so there's of some course. emotion with it. Sorry, did Absolutely. we learn the name of the dead husband? Uh, I think his name is Matt. No, it's not as good as Bray. <laughs> it's not <laughs> nearly just, as good. I just wanted to check, but turns out not as good. <laughs> so, Imagine it was better. That would have been wild. Well, that's what I was I a little concerned about, to be honest. So then Katie picks her other children up from school, two daughters, one older than Greg, one younger than Greg. Missy, the eldest, is worried about having her birthday party in the next few days, her 16th. Because another schoolmate has booked a party on the same day that's going to have food trucks and she can't possibly compete with their aforementioned poverty and she's self-conscious about it. She should, just go, to that, she should just go to that party. I know. She's don't don't party. try. Is she cooler than the rich? I bet she's cooler than the rich kid. Of course, we, she's Bayou. <laughs> we don't even meet the rich kid. Spoiler. Damn it. I'm just saying, when you have the same birthday as someone else... The best thing to do is just have an honest conversation with them and yourself and be like, we got to do a joint party. Otherwise, you're putting a burden on your friends, you know, you're splitting up the friends. Yeah. Or, think it's nice. Joint party is pretty good, actually. It's or great, to say, man. like, I'll take Friday, you take Saturday. Parties. Like, you've got to talk it out. Yeah. For sure. you got to uh, dream it, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something tells me, I mean, here's the thing. She hasn't met Bray yet, so. <laughs> right. There's oh, right. still time for this problem to get solved. Well, that's going to happen <laughs> real, real soon. Because he's just—he just appears in people's lives. Okay, gets hotel rooms <laughs> with views. Mm-hmm. Now that's okay. And uh, do we learn anything about Bess? The yeah, younger? Bessie, the younger one. She's sad because uh, her school friends made fun of her for claiming she had a pony, which she does not have. And she says, I didn't say it. I, I never said I had a pony. And Missy, the older one says, yeah, you did. You were like trying to, you know, fluff your circumstances and they, you know, they mocked you for it. So she's also self-conscious. Uh, that's a yeah. rookie error though. Like you don't just go straight to pony. That's so easily proven wrong. I know. But yeah. again, they haven't met Bray. You don't, yeah, right. I have a pony, but it goes to another school. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah. you don't know it. You don't know it. It goes to another school. You don't know it. <laughs> well, the good news is um, that Bess already seems to be predisposed to secret style wishing or dreaming, I should say. Just full on secreting. She's going around saying, I have a pony. <laughs> so... You don't know it. That's a good point. That's a good point. She just hasn't figured out how to like follow through but i've bray's coming in the picture and that pony's going to be there and like you know lickety split so they're still driving uh this conversation is happening katie's getting flustered the bank calls and uh missy yells at her to not answer and she says answer for me and you know it's just mayhem in the minivan and she rams the truck in front of her she oh. gets out as does its driver who is bray bray <laughs> bray it's bray <laughs> He I, bet he's not, I bet he's not mad, though. Pickup truck, but like a nice Pickup. one. Nice. Okay, not beat up rustic, not more up. modern. Yeah, sleek, well-painted. He's not mad at all. His truck is 
basically unscathed, whereas her front bumper has completely fallen off and she's kicking it now. And he says, hey, look, uh, my dad or my uncle or something was a mechanic. I could probably put Mm -hmm. that back on for you if you have just some, like, basic supplies. And she asks why. And he says, because I can. And so he follows her home, car to car, after putting the bumper in the back of his truck. Missy says, why is he stealing our bumper? Missy's really the only one who's suspicious of him at all off the bat. I mean, someone should be. (laughs) Yeah. Say what you want about Bray's personality and his name and everything. Like, (laughs) maybe just don't invite this guy immediately over to your home. Uh, Yeah, I was with Missy, but they do. He does. Hmm. I mean, they they ran into him. I mean, they're in no position to be rude. (laughs) They hit him with their car. (laughs) True, but they could part ways. Right, he could be... Well, okay. Yeah, he's very obviously not murderous. I, 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 I can only have this told to me by Samantha Herman, but I guess he he had everyone convinced, including the audience. I mean, that he was I, harmless. I was still convinced he was a ghost by this point. I want to be very clear. Good point. Good point. Okay. You don't invite a ghost to your house. <laughs> so or, or an angel a, or something, something spiritual. Driving a truck didn't convince you. You're like ghosts, angels can do that, which I agree with. I agree. Yep. No, you've I was watched not too much yet. Touch by an Angel to be fooled. <laughs> yeah. So, Did you actually watch that? I I dabbled. Yeah. All right. It was a very moving moving program. Okay, so he re meets Greg. Does not let on they've already met per Greg's request, which I thought was weird and creepy. But yes, maybe agreed. for another film. For this film, it's it was just move. fine. It's the bro. Don't worry about it, bro. I got you. Child he's like bro. he's like eight to ten years of age. It was wrong yeah. and weird. Um. Let's see. He says, Missy asks what his deal is. He says, I'm an engineering professor at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, but I'm off for the week and I'm just here for some light business. It also um, felt like when they when the ramming occurred and when he followed her back home that he did not know that that was the home he'd already been to. It felt like a little bit of a surprise that he wasn't positioning this to have happened, but I'm not sure. And so Missy looks up his faculty profile and finds it and she's pacified katie's like look see not everyone's a murderer I'm like katie if this is another movie you'd be dead in the next scene <laughs> yeah yeah just a film for another she knows, day she knows what movie she's in yeah clearly in this world there are no bad intentions no only dreams so bray and greg tinker with the bumper he's like do you have any whatever like screwdrivers and foam paint or foam spray like for uh like, like if you want to put a hole like to patch up a hole like from a like caulking yeah i guess like a bathtub i guess so yeah and so that's what they use to put the bumper back on seems to have done the trick it starts raining because the hurricane is still coming in hot katie invites him to come in for said beer that you asked about earlier and she ruins dinner, and the kids are clamoring for pizza, and... She ruins dinner. Yeah, she ruins dinner. Burnt, like a burnt, the uh, neglected to get it out of the oven, comes out black and charred move? Uh, like, mismanagement of the microwave. Hmm. Oh, dear God. Yeah. This woman works at a restaurant. I oh, know. but she's in... She's she on seafood. 30 minutes uh, and 30, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. She only knows how to cook seafood. <laughs> Yeah, so they all want pizza. Bray then takes out a magnet and 
a paperclip, or I guess he finds it on their kitchen counter. And at this point, he describes the law of attraction that you'd already indicated earlier. And what I learned was the power of the secret. And he just explains, like, one thing is just attracted to another. And likewise, a mind can do that. If you harness the energy to bring that thing forth to you, anything can be yours. So he says, what kind of pizza do you want? God. And they start shouting out their selections. And moments later, the doorbell rings, and it's a pizza delivery guy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) So can I just ask how he broaches the topic? Like, may I borrow this paperclip? (laughs) He doesn't broach it on your fridge? He just does it. He just... He's he carries it with home. him like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No offense, Bray, but only an asshole carries a magnet, a paperclip for the does. purpose of demonstrating the secret <laughs> and then secretly orders pizza on their phone under the table when the kids aren't looking. No, but not even. It was delivered by Jerry. By Jerry? I mean, Jerry. Ordered, ordered by Jerry to be delivered. But Twist. Bray couldn't have known that. Exactly. No, not exactly. <laughs> so Bray didn't do Bray anything. Bray's all fine and good and everything. But um, I do not accept. He knew that if they secreted, it would happen. And he was right. Oh, God. Okay, we need, we need to move on. I, I'm so glad that there's an explanation for how the pizza got there because I was going to have a million questions. And part of me was kind of hoping that there would just be a pizza delivery guy being there. And like Katie Holmes would have been like, who ordered this pizza? And the delivery guy would be like, I don't know. I just felt like bringing it to you. <laughs> no, he's like, that came from a guy named like, Tuck- in my pocket. Tucker McGillicuddy. Um, so, yeah, there is an answer. Bray is invited to stay for dinner, which he does. And then when he leaves, he puts the envelope, the manila envelope, in the mailbox, which is uh, the style that, like, the front closing little door, not attached to the house, standalone, like, at the end of the um, driveway. Of course. Like an emoji mailbox. Yeah. Yeah. So he leaves the really important manila envelope in that in said mailbox. Yes, because it seems like he just hasn't had the courage to bring it up, whatever it is, whatever its contents are. What the hell? He already told them about the secret, and he can't bring up whatever's in that envelope? Is it like, I'm the one who killed your husband? (laughs) Um, Okay, so a woman calls him. It's about the husband. From... From Nashville and asked how it went with Katie. He says, I couldn't tell her yet. And the implication of their relationship, his relationship with this mystery woman is unclear. Could be a romantic partner. Might not be. They left it vague. Okay. That means there was at least some sexiness. I mean, he does have piercing blue eyes. There was always a little bit of sexiness. Yeah. Yeah. On on Bray's part. The Bray effect. Yeah. (laughs) And that sounds like about as far as this movie is willing to go to suggest that someone would be intimate with another person. Mm-hmm. Just showing his eyes is like a sex scene in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the storm rages with the hurricane. The family is forced to sleep in terror in the bathroom. A tree pierces the roof from above. Wow. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, and then also during the meal, really quick. the pizza meal, there had been leaks already. So we had seen the disrepair already, now amplified by the tree jutting. Did Bray bring that up at all? Was he like, your house is not uh, secure and 
it, it's failing infrastructure and you're probably all going to die when this hurricane no he did not bring it up you this evening he did not bring it up but he bore witness to them putting the pots the leaky pots around all right maybe he secreted their house on his way out <laughs> maybe <laughs> the next morning he comes by with ABS. coffee <laughs> always be secret <laughs> He is too. He's just secreting everything all the time. Like, you got that's it. That's why he just brings up this topic with the paperclip all the time. He's like, I, I don't have time to think about anybody else. So this is what I'm thinking about. Here it is: paperclip <laughs> magnet, secret, secret, secret. Pizza. See you later. Yeah. Secret, Hope you secret. don't die in the in the hurricane, but you won't because I secreted it. Bye. <laughs> so he comes by the next morning with coffee, ostensibly to make sure they're okay. Sees the damage in Katie's state of mind and heart, which is now negative. And hmm. he offers to fix the roof himself and extend his stay. Well, he is going to extend his stay. I don't think she knows that part yet. And she says, why? Do you know how to do roofs? He's like, no, but I I just uh, redid my own, like, bar. I don't know. He makes up some backstory. I just have done some construction recently, and I could do it. It looks really simple. I could at least, like, patch it for now to get you by. Um, and she says, I can't afford it. And he says, well, let's just call it 500 bucks of materials. And she says, but it would really cost 10 grand. He's like, don't worry about it. It'll just be, you know, some lumber, some this and that. I've got all the tools in my truck. It'll be fine. 500. She agrees. Meanwhile, we see that the mailbox has been windswept away along with it. The manila envelope. Oh I mean, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, guys, <laughs> it's a hurricane. <laughs> Why didn't he leave that envelope in the mailbox the first time he went to the house when it was just him and Greg? Yeah, why That's didn't he? a great he? question. Because you know what? I mean, we're talking about Bray here. So he's secreting all the time. He's permanently secreting. He knew this mailbox was going to go away. He knew this thing was going to disappear on some level, even if he didn't know it in his conscious mind. He knew it in his soul. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this ain't his first rodeo. And by rodeo, I mean hurricane. <laughs> It's true that because I was going to say, well, it's not like he has the gift of foresight. But if you're secret, if you're ABS, yeah, if you're living that ABS life like he is, you kind of are. Missy wants to cancel her birthday party because they were going to have it at the house and the house is now destroyed. Katie is determined to figure it out. Bobby, mother-in-law, shows up, sees the state of the house, is disgusted and insists that they all stay with her until it gets fixed up. Katie is reasonable enough to agree. So she and three kids go to Bobby's, who we learn through the couple of days that they're there, is like into gluten-free meals and a more rigorous schedule, and the kids are not into it. Hmm. But I, I thought she... meals and a rigorous schedule, huh? <laughs> yeah, I thought she kept a firm <laughs> hand. I respected Bobby. Um, she hmm. encourages Katie to make it official with Jerry, even though she's the mother-in-law. She's like, oh, maybe you think it's strange, but, you know, my son is gone, and I want you to move on, and I think he's a great catch, and, you know, he can be the stability that you need, on and on. So, yeah, and you're calling Bobby a mother-in-law, but more just informally, because what she wants is to truly be a mother-in-law no, and have them get— She's the dead husband's mom, so she is the mother-in-law. Sorry, I was yes. not clear. Oh, I thought she was Jerry's. I understood that. No. I didn't. Dead husband's. I was thinking she was Jerry's mom. Dead husband's mom. Never, that makes way more sense. I There's three men in uh, Katie's life. I really. don't think about the other characters at all. I only think about Bray. <laughs> I get that. There's Bray, there's uh, Jerry O'Connell, and there's her dead husband. Those are the three men in her life. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, her dead husband may or may not be one of the other ones, probably Bray. <laughs> we haven't gotten a uh, cause of death yet, have we? No. No. Okay. No COD. No, no COD. Just ABS. So... <laughs> So while Katie and the kids are at Bobby's, who is their grandmother, Katie's mother-in-law, dead husband mother, Jerry comes by, sees Bray on the roof. He joins him, but is more awkward on the ladder. Definitely not his wheelhouse. They chat, and Bray asks how the relationship is going and how long they've been together. At this point, I feel like, I felt like Bray sincerely wanted to know about the relationship and was still an angel from afar. Okay. I just want to give you a vibe check on my feelings. I was going to ask you. about that, but you know, he's still, he's still Respectful. in angel, <laughs> angel territory. Yeah. And Jerry says she came to work for me after the husband died and it was really hard for her. And soon after we started dating. So it's been, the husband died five years ago. They've been dating around three years and he's never pushed or pressured her for more because um, it was a tentative way to start the relationship from the beginning. And Bray doesn't say too much about it. He just uh, kind of ingests the information. But you know what Bray's thinking. I didn't know what Bray was thinking because, again, I still thought he was an angel. I think he, he's holding himself back from telling Jerry that he just has to envision his closer relationship and long-term happiness with kitty holmes and then right. it'll happen right but he didn't do that so he doesn't need to that. be secreting on everybody's behalf all the time he's got to be spreading the word so because otherwise <laughs> it's too much work even for bray yeah <laughs> but he chose in but you're right that he held back here he could have pulled out the magnet and paperclip and done the whole spiel and taught him the yeah. ways but he didn't mm-hmm. he's probably been burned by that in the past i'm not sure it goes over exactly as well as it did in the holmes kitchen uh, the other the other day, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, or or does he not want Jerry to secret? I don't know. I didn't mm. know. He, know. he knows how to read the room. I think is what it is. <laughs> Jerry's got other things on his mind. <laughs> so Katie phones Bray from Bobby's to check in. They have a long call. It mostly off screen, but we see that uh, she would rather talk to him. Whereas when Jerry called on another earlier occasion, she declined the call. Think about that. Bray tells her that he was married at one point 10 years ago and ready to start a family, but his wife left him and started the family with another man. And Katie asks, how can he be so positive? Like with all of that, why are you so optimistic? And he says, well, that came to me from another wake up call. He leaves it at that. So cryptic, Bray. Bray. He's, I think he's seen some Open shit. Open up, man. It is a little bit Hallmark-esque, you know, in the sense there's the, there, there is often that literal angel-type character, you know, who uh, is just there asking the right questions at the right time. Absolutely. facilitates. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've, I've been the pen to one of those. But, so, but, so yeah, <laughs> one of those That's what I'm kind of referring to. Love that guy. But I, to be clear, he is not an angel. I just thought he was an angel slash ghost still up to this point. Totally, yeah. And he's still behaving that way. Yeah. And the moment where you've realized that he is not an angel slash ghost has yet to come. It's very soon. And it's not even really um, like a supernatural or not supernatural moment of physicality. It was just finally I decided, oh, you're not. You're, you're but a man. 
Oh, it's like our time travel com- like con- uh, conversations about the logic of time travel in movies. It was like a very specific no, sign. It, You're it, like, it, oh, it, well, not possible. Can't no, be an angel. No, it, wa- it wasn't that. It was just, oh, I, I, I'm now reading this differently. I, I've hmm. been wrong. Oh, but we'll get there soon. So, um, yeah, different wake-up call. She goes to the restaurant the next day, packs up perishables for... Uh, like food that would go bad because the power's down everywhere, so the restaurant's not open for the couple of days. Um, and she wants to pack up all the food for the homeless. And Jerry says, that's fine, but I could have gotten the staff to do it for you. So Jerry is ever so slightly not on board with her, but like not in a villainous way. Like He's fine with her doing this, he just doesn't think she needs to be doing the labor. I was like, I could, you know, I could have my people do that. Okay. So and, and it's more of classist, I guess. I guess, but that's probably true. Like, It, I it is true. Is yeah. that her? I respect a good manager who rolls up their sleeves. So rock on, Katie, get in there. It's great. But he's probably right. So okay. Bray is at the house. He's inside. He sees a photo of the family, including the dead husband, Matt. At which point I determined that he was not the dead husband because it's like a totally different man. Hmm. Yep, that's pretty convincing. Yeah. And then he said, and then I'm, I'm assuming he said, I am not this woman's dead husband. <laughs> or did he say, is that your dead husband? She, she's not there. <laughs> Who <He's>, I am not. <laughs> he's home alone. Then he flashes back very briefly to a tech convention of 2014. He met oh, okay. the man from the photo, the dead husband. And we see, with very little audio, um, Bray introducing Matt, the dead husband, around at the convention. Very brief glimpse of this. So, I guess it was specific. He, at least in 2014, was not an angel or ghost. Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean... Okay, so you... can go to tech conventions in 2014. That's true. Exactly. That's true. We all watch movies in our own way. I I'm not sure if like I follow wasn't. along. I'm, I don't know if I had the same moment that you had just then, but I respect it. Well, yeah, I felt like he wasn't the dead husband or spiritual or supernatural, but that was just me. I mean, take it for yeah. how, what you want. That was my moment. I mean, what I felt was that Bray is like extremely connected to this family. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's had a car accident. He's met the young son and been really pervy about it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then wow. he also met the dead husband before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of so, And there's something in a manila envelope as well. And it's gone now. So the, if, if you can imagine that, that it's the secret that's brought him into their life, the question is, who's doing the secreting? Is he secreting himself into their life or... S- one of them, or maybe a third party secreting wow. him. Great, great question. Wow. I hadn't even thought that far. Who? I, who I'm shaken. Who's secreting who? I'm, I'm shaken up. That's a great question. And what happens if two people secret things that are opposites? Oh, don't what ask that I, question. What if I secret that the Clippers win and you secret that the Lakers win? Does it come down to who secrets? <laughs> More correctly, leave it at that. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave Bray it. doesn't ask those questions, <laughs> nor should you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Jeremy, we have to talk (laughs) offline. Okay, so Bray, still doing the roof construction, finds a, I guess the term would be like a corrugated plastic sheet Mm -hmm. uh, floating Mm -hmm. by. 
Yeah. That he uh, retrieves from the water and uses that to create basically a skylight in the hole in the roof. Oh, perfect. A repair and an upgrade. Yeah. So, by the way, he single-handedly, like, de-treed. Like, the tree is jutting into the entire house. He somehow gets that all cleaned up himself and then does all the repairs. Yeah. How did he get a tree out of a roof? Can you estimate the diameter of the tree trunk? Um... The hole in the roof looked like maybe four to five feet diameter. <laughs> and the tree uh, was big enough that when it fell, it smashed through the roof. Yeah. And it made that four to five foot hole, hole yeah. across. So it's probably not four or five feet across itself in diameter, but still large. Yeah. Um, yeah. How the hell did he move that? <laughs> well, did he do it when no one was looking is my well, question. He had a, he had all this stuff in his truck. He had a chainsaw and I is the term a bandsaw. Oh, he's sure a bandsaw is. later. When he, yeah, he breaks it, it all sure down into firewood. He I think we know. Yeah. Yeah. We know how he moved the tree. I mean, we're <laughs> we're being facetious. We know how he moved the tree. There never was a tree. <laughs> when they were like, "What happened to that tree in the roof?" He's like, "What tree? What tree? I don't see a tree. tree. What mailbox? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I didn't ask about a mailbox. Huh? Never mind. Don't worry about it. Okay, Bray. Anyway, I'll buy you a new is- one. Who is Bray? Bray is you. Is he? <laughs> Stop I'm doing me. this. <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> so anyway, Bobby, who I think I said was a realtor, still is pressing Katie to sell the house and let it be a teardown. The kids are upset by it. Um, but, I mean, again, she's probably right. The land is probably the only thing that's valuable. Yeah, Not New the Orleans actual structure. Yeah. I don't want to swim. So the power is restored all around town, including the home and the restaurant. At the house, the Bessie, the youngest daughter, breaks her pony figurine, and she confesses that she did lie about the pony up at the top. Um, oh, she was still dealing with that, eh? Yeah, she was still traumatized by it. But Katie hmm. finds a waterlogged drawing of a pony um, and says, well, you have this, so it wasn't really a lie. And they have a tender Ugh. moment. Okay, so she says she has things, but the, the picture of the thing <laughs> super annoying. So... Anyway, let's eat lunch somewhere else. <laughs> so Jerry invites the family, including Bobby, to the restaurant because it's now reopening after the few days that uh, the storm had taken it down. During the meal, he proposes. Katie says yes, but you can sense maybe her heart wasn't quite in it. Bobby is very into it. The kids are horrified. And I felt like that was a bit untoward of Jerry. He didn't really... I mean, I understand that, you know, adults be adulting, but I feel like that's a discussion for the family, not to be sprung on someone when they've got kids. That's just my opinion. I totally agree. When they have kids, especially, you, you can't do the surprise. It's risky move doing a public proposal anytime, but with children involved, definitely, absolutely not. That's a that's a misplay from Jerry. Yeah, and the ring doesn't fit. You tell me what that means. <laughs> I, uh, that could happen to the best of us, I think. I don't know what I mean. I it's a detail they chose to include in a movie. The other hand, I was speaking from the perspective of actual reality, but yes, but movie uh, reality, it's a real bad movie note. Reality. Did he come up with a reason why? Is was it... he like, oh, I? No, it's I... like, oh, we'll get it resized. Okay. Oh, he's not stressing? No. He's happy. She She accepted. She just seems, you know, not excited, but going with the flow of it. Greg 
wishes okay. privately that they had money so Katie wouldn't have to wouldn't need Jerry, which I found to be gross and weird. Um, but it was said. Greg is a pragmatist. <laughs> this man is just looking at the cold hard facts of it. He's a pragmatist, and his sister just draws pictures of things and then talks about them as if she had it. Like, she's yeah. just doing a very weird version of The Secret. Yeah. Greg needs to step... He realizes, he's like, someone needs to take charge here. <laughs> just be practical. We need money. I mean, the the secret, the actual secret, the namesake secret, is uh, is somewhere between their two approaches, I think. Mm, beautiful. So, I mean, as a family, maybe they'll get there. They need to learn yeah. from each other. Yes. So back to Bray at the house. He has Thank a flash. God. <laughs> <laughs> he has a, another brief flashback of being in what seemed to be a helicopter crash. It was definitely an air vehicle crash of some sort. He's found in the snow, saved by like snowmobile rescuers, but his fellow what? passenger is dead. Okay. Whoa. And for me, for me. And again, we all come to Bray, much like Christ himself. We all come to Bray in our own time, in our own way. But for me, this is where I would say that he's not an angel or a ghost. As long as you get there. You just take your own time, your own journey. Yeah. Although someone else could say, oh, no, this is where he died, and now he exists in a ghost form. So I'm not, I'm not wrong or right. It's just how I interpret Bray. It's <laughs> beautiful. Exactly. Sam had her moment. You had yours. I'm sure I'll have mine. You will. Don't force it. I'm not. No, I'm going to leave it open. It might happen after the movie. I might call you guys six years from now and be like, guys, it happened. And then I would just hang up the phone. You would know. I want know. that to happen. I got the call. He's real. Because he steps, <laughs> it, steps it into his heart. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> my where God, was Bray? So Bray had this flashback about a a deadly, at least for someone else, helicopter crash in a mm-hmm. snowy world, snowy landscape. Yeah. Where was he when he's having this flashback? Uh, he sold the house, the home's house. Because he's still working on the roof? Um, actually, he, actually he might now? be back at his hotel. I don't recall. It wasn't, it didn't seem like it mattered where he was when he had the thought. Okay. We might be back at the hotel. Um, Bobby offers to stay. Back to the proposal scene. Bobby offers to stay with the kids at the Holmes house so Katie and Jerry can have a romantic evening, which is the only implication of any overnight stay sexuality in this film. Mm. The next Mm -hmm. morning at Jerry's, a new SUV arrives for her. A gift from Jerry who says he couldn't have his fiance driving around in her old jalopy. That's a little... uh... A little too image focused there. Yeah. Jerry. And, like, but maybe also, just give it a rest for like 12 hours before you hire an SUV. I mean, but also, like, thanks, Jerry. Yeah, but like, that's a bit weird, right? I agree. And again, with the surprises, Jerry, like, take me to the dealership. Like, why are you yeah. just surprising me with this SUV? You could have been like, let's go get you a new car. We could have done this together. Yeah. Why, like, you, like, I want to pick out my features. Want, yeah. Right. Why are these big demons? demonstrative surprises let's just like talk so, like adults coming back to the restaurant mcgillicuddy's is an incredibly successful institution if he's just you know waking up at 7 a.m and buying an suv off the cuff yep it's true even even with a shutdown even with a hurricane related shutdown i'm gonna can, predict that he, he runs costs he's a successful restaurateur running several restaurants I mean, in the new orleans food scene we don't learn anything about his 
business savvy or situation, but for me, it didn't feel like he was that good at business. It felt like he had family wealth and was just, this is one of his pet projects. I see. He's got to have money from somewhere. And it ain't, I don't know if it's from McGillicuddy's, unless he's maybe franchised it out. It didn't seem like that. But again, we don't learn that explicitly. That was my impression. I don't think he makes good choices overall. No. I think I like Sam's read. I think he's an heir to a longstanding McGillicuddy fortune and <laughs> that they've been running various aspects of knowledge for centuries she he says let's go get the ring size katie says no i can't i have to run around and get party supplies he says what party and she says missy's birthday party don't you remember we were talking about it all dinner long so again another indication of jerry's lack of awareness or care of the larger family yeah he's like well i could just get you food trucks she says no that's not the point like well but also like let him jesus yeah let him definitely (laughs) yeah yeah, let's play, let's be honest with ourselves though. He, Jer- Jerry never had a chance in this film. <laughs> I thought he did for the longest time. I, I when I thought Bray was an angel, I thought he was going to bring Jerry and Katie together. I won't spoil if yeah, he does or not, true. but that that was my inception read. That would be uh, the uh, touched by the Bray version <laughs> of this uh, of this film, but that's not the film we got, I guess. Or you got to be more specific. <laughs> Touched by Bray. Touched by a Bray. Because <laughs> there could be many Brays. Oh my God, there's Brays everywhere. Exactly. Yep. Or at least he can manifest in more than one place at oh one time God. so that he can ABS. I was leaning that way too, Sam, but what tipped me off was the poster, actually. Just the way that the Katie Holmes and Bray figures and the actors' names are positioned on the poster. It, yeah, it reeks of romance. It. Hmm. I, it reeks of romance. They're still they're standing awkwardly distant from each other, but that's love. <laughs> he's got a coffee. He's got, a, got coffee. a cardigan. Yeah, Why he's got is a coffee. He holding a coffee? Because this, a, yeah. a real man needs that jolt of caffeine, where an angel ghost does not. You're so right. Oh, that's the clue. <laughs> that's the clue. At the hotel, Bray, Bray's talking to Nancy, the desk clerk, and she lets him know that she's trying to get beyond working at the hotel, and she's got her LSAT studying guidebook in front of her. He leaves, and then immediately after, he pops his head back in and says, Nancy, can you see yourself as a lawyer? She pauses. She contemplates it. And then she looks back up and says, yeah, I can. And then he says, then I can too. Oh, so she gets the Bray boost there. Yeah. We're gonna bo- He's going to secret for her. <laughs> you got Bray. <laughs> it it was... really works in a lot of different contexts. <laughs> and we haven't even, like, acknowledged that it's one letter off of Bray, which is more or less what he does. And oh, I, I hadn't even thought of that. Eat Bray love. <laughs> um, <laughs> At night, you say your prayers, you know? There's so, so many ways to go on this yeah. Oh, my God. I'm in a cold sweat. Whew. Eat. Pray. <laughs> Maybe just pray by, pray by Madonna, but with pray, you know? You just get her to do that version. Yeah, like a prayer. There's so much. Like a prayer. There's so much. Okay, mm. he also asked Nancy to look out for an important package that's on its way for him. She says, will do, Bray. Later, Katie's at the house with the kids talking about the party. Missy is still unsure of its success. Bray takes her aside and says, Missy, would you rather have 200 Instagram friends or five real friends? She pauses. 
She contemplates it. She looks up and says, five friends. And he says, and are those five friends coming? And she says, yes, they are. And then he says, then enjoy that and make this party what you want it to be. Forget about what you think is the cool thing to do. What would make you happy at this party? And she says, taffy. I want to make saltwater taffy, just like we used to. And also, side note, that's what Katie Holmes has a bad tooth from because she's a taffy addict. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everything's going to have to Some bad. addicts go to rehab. Others go to the dentist. <laughs> yeah. Katie sets up the taffy station, and Missy's having a genuinely grand old time at the party. It's, you know, it's modest, but it looks like all her core friends are there. Greg's there. Bessie is there. Bray is there because they've insisted that he join. Jerry is there. Bobby is there. Okay, so, sorry, just, she's turning 16. Mm-hmm. And she has a taffy station. Mm-hmm. As her dream birthday of Boutramal. Yes. And she's invited her friends. And when they all arrive, she's like, there's a taffy station. Yes. yes. And they all think it's super cool. They do it. Oh, boy. Okay, so uh, Jerry is awkward at the party. Like, he's not good with the kids or hosting at this point, And it's the first time this has happened. Katie casually mentions her former dream of wanting to be a nurse. And she jokes that she used to want to be, or she used to be a person before motherhood. Jerry is not supportive. Um, yeah, and that's the first time that that dream had even dared to be brought up. But now she does dare to dream. <laughs> yeah. Of being a nurse. Well, that Jerry's was not... her former dream. She studied for it briefly and then got derailed with uh, being a wife and mother, I guess. And Jerry's not with that either? Nope. He just thinks that she can be, like, his doting bride and that he can take care of her. He doesn't think she needs dreams. Bobby then abruptly pulls Katie aside back into the house, the party's outdoors, and says, Why didn't you ever Google Bray? Because if you had, you would have found, you know, in the first couple of hits, all of this very interesting information. And I also thought, yeah, why didn't you ever Google him? Even out of, like, casual interest. But I anyway, thought someone did Google him. She, Google, she looked up his Vanderbilt, like specifically Vanderbilt faculty, and then looked no further. Gotcha. Okay. So Bobby has all these printouts that show photo evidence. <laughs> She's probably using Bing. That's yeah. the problem. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah, Ray doesn't come up on Bing. No. Um, so we see the photos of Bray and Matt, the husband meeting at the convention and we learn and uh, we're dipping into science territory here ever so briefly that Bray invented a power saving energy system that was very similar to what Matt, the dead husband had been working on at first. Katie says, well, you know, power saving isn't exactly like a niche. There's lots of people trying to do that. She's like, oh, yeah, Correct. look at this. And it's it's very similar, and they've met. So she starts to clue in that there is some sort of connection between them and that his the company has recently launched. She confronts Bray in front of everyone, which I thought was um, very disruptive to the party. But that seemed yeah, to be... That's a Jerry. That's a Jerry move. That's a Jerry Jerry's move. Jerry's rubbing off on her. Yeah. So she confronts Bray and accuses him of stealing the husband's idea for his own gain and now coming to check in on his poor widow out of guilt. Bray says, I wanted to explain, but there was never the right time. She kicks him out. 
soon after Greg mm-hmm. confesses that he originally met Bray when he came bearing the envelope. And Katie says, why didn't you ever say anything? And he says, I didn't want to get in trouble, but, like, maybe he was trying to show you something. But we don't really get a lot of clarity on that, um, other than it just fortifies her anger at Bray for concealing his pedo meet-cute with her son. Yeah, that was just a... That was never a good idea by Bray or Greg. (laughs) Bray sadly checks out of the hotel and gives the newly arrived package to Nancy and asks her to courier it for him. However, Nancy brings it by herself because she lives really nearby. When Katie opens the envelope, she sees that it's a patent for this new energy-saving system co-named in Bray and Matt's name. Matt and Bray. Yep. And energy guys. <laughs> energy energy bros. And there's also a check for basically the exact amount of her debt. It's like a hundred thousand and change. And then she goes to her ledgers, which are just handwritten like notes of different bills mounting, and then like scrolls down to the bottom to look for the total, and it's almost exactly the same as what the check is. Always be secreting. Mm. <sighs> but again, who secreted that in what direction? Was that Bray secreting the money onto her? Or is it Greg secreting the money on the family? I don't know. Who's who's secreting what and for whom? It could that's a good point. It could be both of them secreting. They didn't coordinate it, but it got it's stronger if two people do the same one. We already talked about the unfortunate circumstance of um two right. secrets pulling in opposite directions, but what about one secret from two directions? Right. Very powerful. Parallel. Running parallel as opposed yeah. to perpendicular. <laughs> Very powerful. Exactly. I think Scaly. it strengthens it. I it saw strengthens it. <laughs> Rhombus. <laughs> Erlen Meyer flask. <laughs> wow. Um, what? I have questions, but maybe you're going to answer them. You know what? I'm going to hold them. <laughs> okay. I got several. You, you let me know when you need, need to speak your truth. Okay. Uh, so she tells the kids their dad really came through and that they should be proud that he sold his invention and they've gotten the check and it could be the first of many. Like he sold this patent or it, the patent has been sold to whatever company has acquired it. And so, you know, it could be a long-term flow of revenue. They go for a shopping street spree to get Missy a new computer. They're waiting in line for a restaurant that has significance to them, but the wait is too long and they're about to leave. And Greg says, no, I, I just have a feeling we should stick around. And lo and behold, a family leaves because the dad forgot his wallet and a table becomes immediately available. Oh God. So embarrassing for that dad. (laughs) I know. Okay. Bray goes back to Nashville and the woman from the earlier call is at the house. They sit on the couch together. Once again, the details of the relationship are left vague. Oh, and this is a chance your question right now. Back at Katie's the mailbox washes ashore. Yes. Wow. And she right finds at, right at their shore. Mm-hmm. Right, right at their house. Right at their house and she finds that inside was the original envelope including the exact same documents as what he had to get remade. Um, and that's why it took a few days because he had to get the patent certificate and the check reissued and sent to him. But she can see that he at least did try at the beginning to tell her. And there's a note along with it that, um, it took a couple of years to get the patent registered and that's, you know, I didn't want to get your hopes up, but it now finally happened and it belongs half to your husband. And I only knew him for a couple of days, but he had, you know, profound effect on my life and, you know, you should be proud that blah, 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 that, you know. 
this system has been achieved that he created. This is a convoluted ass movie. Yeah, because the husband had some sort of like, they both had ideas that needed to be joined. And until sure. they met at that fateful conference in 2014 in Cincinnati, until that day <laughs> happened, the, this invention to save energy would never have been created. Never been created. And I think, though I don't know if they say it exactly explicitly, but I think they went in the helicopter to an important meeting. That's where they were heading when it crashed. <laughs> they were taking a helicopter to an important meeting. I think so. Is there any better explanation than what you said as to why he kept it a secret? Why wouldn't you get, call the man's family up and say, hey, I, I got no money for you right now or anything, but like I'm working on a patent and I will give your uh, late husband or father uh, due credit and... Uh, it sounds like I was in a helicopter with him when he died, so uh, I thought I'd share that. Thank no, there, there is no better explanation than what I said. <sighs> Bray's uh, got obvi- a rich inner life and reasons. <laughs> yeah. Obvi- you're right. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to question Bray. I'm, I wouldn't go that far. Some people think there's no miracles, and other people think there's only miracles. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Yep, that, that's about the long and short of it. So Kate is a root canal finally, and she goes to see Jerry soon after, which was nonsense because I've had a root canal and she was not puffed at all. Like you can't even talk after you're like drooling, but she was just perfectly fine. That's my main grievance with the entire film. Uh, and that's a fair grievance, especially the amount of time they've spent talking about this root canal. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Luckily, Bray wasn't involved in your grievance. No, definitely not. And Jerry says, any more pain? He means the tooth, but I think we all know that what she heard was a much larger question. How did she answer? Did she just stare wistfully out the window? She answers by dumping him. Oh! Yeah. She has to release herself of that pain. Mm-hmm. The pain of the any heart. Any more pain, yes. And it's you. <laughs> Get out. Here's the thing. <laughs> a different man has now provided me with a bunch of money. <laughs> and as my son Greg astutely pointed out, I need money. <laughs> and I no longer need you. Back at the house, the kids, the kids tell her that she was so much more relaxed around Bray and that she was never a good match with Jerry. Jesus. She internalizes that. Then soon after, she asks Bobby to watch the kids over the weekend because she hasn't told them yet, but she's road tripping around local colleges looking at grad school options. Now that she can do anything with her life, she plans to. How much money did she get? She got she got, she got 100000 to pay back her debts. Yeah, yeah but, she, zero. but she thinks that maybe there will be more. It seemed like the first of many. Oh, now, oh that's it's right. It's a patent. It's a patent. Yeah. yeah. It's called licensing. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. That, that, that that plays. I, I, I'm, I'm with her now. Yeah. Check out so, grad school, Katie Holmes. You should. Good for you. So she assumes Bobby will reject her desire to take a, a second chance, but Bobby is very interested in it. Katie's wrong. Bobby is very supportive of it. It's beautiful. Yep. So she goes on her weekend tour. We don't see any of that because all we see is her immediately going to Bray's door in Nashville. 
Cause, weekend tour. Yeah, she's <laughs> in the area, but a woman answers the door. The woman, the blonde woman from his couch and phone calls previously. Uh, yes, mystery woman. Yeah, Katie's taken aback, almost leaves without saying anything, without giving a message. And then she turns back and says, actually, can you tell him Katie Holmes came by? And the woman <laughs> says, Katie Holmes? Oh, you're her? He's been telling me all about you. And we learn, finally, that this blonde woman is Bray's sister. And also a nurse. Whew. I thought there might be something wrong in this movie, but thankfully there isn't anything <laughs> wrong. I'm going to posit something here in the spirit of this film. Mm-hmm. Until the moment that Katie Holmes believed and dared to dream and turned around and, you know, outed herself as, as herself and wanting to reconnect with Bray. Until that moment, the blonde was Bray's girlfriend. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! But in that moment, it changed the timeline, and she became his sister. That's amazing. <sighs> Whoa! You That's have the power of the secret. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! I'm shaken up. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, it was a Schrodinger's cat. I, I, I love your read. If I can add on to it, I also see a mirroring a mirroring of the earlier scene, the weird Bray Greg scene where Bray decided not to leave the envelope in the mailbox and to make it a weird secret between him <laughs> and Katie Holmes's son that he came by. <laughs> and here Katie Holmes is doing the opposite of those things and being honest about who she is and that she is here. It's yeah. True. And it shows the benefit yeah. of not doing all the weird things that Bray did. God love him. The only thing that would have made this better for me, and just in case you're hoping and wondering, is that the blonde woman would get together with Jerry, but that does not happen. Or at least it does not happen on screen. I didn't you think were of that. I didn't but either. I, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you did, and I'm a little upset now, now that I did think about it, that it didn't happen. <laughs> so she says, where is he? Where is Bray? And the sister says, you're not going to believe it. He's on his way to you. Oh. Bray. I do believe it. Yep, so he arrives at the Holmes house, and he's met by Bobby. And so now he and Katie are both at the same time traveling back. He's traveling back to Nashville. She's traveling back to New Orleans. She phones Uh him, and uh, he says, you know, imagine my surprise when I saw Bobby, but it was actually a good thing because I got to straighten out everything about me and Matt, which we don't see, but I guess they had their uh, coming together apology situation about her son uh-huh. and he says you know Vanderbilt has a great nursing school and Katie says actually I was able to talk shop with her sister who's also a nurse by chance mm-hmm. so it seems like that's a viable option for her they agree to meet at a midpoint road stop at the break of dawn they speak on the phone the entire time until they get there. The entire, like, romantic beats are on the phone and off screen. We just see the beginnings of the calls and then the ends of the calls. But in those calls, they've built a deep connection. Uh, you can, okay. Long phone, long phone calls can be effective. They, they can, can be, be. But I would like to at least hear a bit of those sentiments. That is fair. You're not asking for too much. I just it was want, X-rated I, fair and not appropriate. I just for want this to be film. part of it. I just want to be part of it. Uh, so. Secret it, <laughs> Bray on it, and then watch the movie again. And I bet you, 
You might see some scenes you didn't see the first time. <laughs> That's how movies work, Sam, don't you know? I didn't know, just, but now I do. You didn't know that. You've never braided a movie before. <laughs> well, this is a whole new world for me. I can watch it's, everything yeah, it's again. it's going to change your career. It's going to change everything. Um, as they enter the Waffle House at the road stop, because they arrive at the exact same time somehow, because it's always be secreting, they hold hands. And I have to say, as a romantic enthusiast and as a romantic drafter myself, I did not find the love beats sufficient. <laughs> it was too chaste for you? No, not even not that. Not the risqueness of it. I just didn't feel them growing into mm-hmm. love with each other. Mm-hmm. Theirs is a private love. <laughs> It's not for us, for the audience of this film, who paid money to have the film created, essentially. I, I was unfulfilled by their love. But anyway, we do get an epilogue flash-forward after the hand-holding. Flash-forward, some months, the house is listed for sale by Bobby, the realtor. It's Christmas time. The kids are at Bray's mansion that he has in Nashville. I guess he's an engineering professor slash... Um, zany inventor with like many rich patents I guess yeah there are Hmm. profs like that yeah it could be a thing right he probably wrote a textbook that's required reading sure you have have a couple juicy patents Vanderbilt's going to get a big piece of that Um, or maybe not actually Um, but the university's going to take a piece whoever gave him the money to fund the work is probably going to own a piece of it like the granting agency maybe or if it was industry but he would probably get to own at least 50% of those patents so it plays. You know, I like when we bring our domain expertise to this podcast. <laughs> it's a community. It's a community yeah. of practice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's Christmas. It's They're decorating the tree. And I guess they all live there now. It, that is left sure. for the imagination because sure. out of wedlock could be a problem for the viewer. Maybe he invented them or, or secreted them a guest house on the property. Could be. I can't speak to that. But they are there. They're decorating. He's out for an errand. And as you astutely guess right off the bat, he comes back with a pony. <sighs> he just comes back with a pony? Yeah, with like the trailer and like the guy. The pony guy. They come back together. And oh. I'm like, Bray, where are you going to put that thing? Because I don't think you've set up a stable or a barn or any infrastructure to house this thing. He's going to invite it into his home.
Let's go.